This morning, I'm going to open up the Word of God, and uh, we're speaking into the theme that we have this month as Equipus Church, The Call. And uh, it's a great theme, isn't it? The Call. And uh, one thing that I really want to encourage you on is that, that, is that we're all called. We're not just saved. We're also called for purpose. And, uh, and, that, and that purpose is found in Jesus. And last week, uh, you would have heard in the, in the first session that their first call is to seek after the Lord, is to seek Jesus, is to, is to pursue Him, because all our life revolves around, around having Jesus in the center of our lives. And this morning, I want to speak into the whole area of what it means to, have a, uh, to step into the call of mission. Because often when we think of mission, and I know when I was a young person, when I heard the word mission, you know, the pictures that I got in my mind was, you know, wearing, you know, shorts and a stack hat and going to Africa, amen. And, uh, and that, was, that was a big no-no. Every time I heard the word mission, I thought, nah, switch off, and that's not me. But I've come to learn, praise the Lord, I've come to learn that mission is, is not necessarily just something that you do in another nation. It's not just going to another nation. It's, it's, it's what you do here uh, in your own location as well. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You will be you know, my, my missionaries to go into all the world. And you'll start in Jerusalem, Judea, and then uh, and, and Samaria and all the world. But, but that whole verse tells us we start at home. Something begins at home first. You know, that we've got to, because you can't export overseas what you're not doing at home. Amen. So you're going to, it starts at home. And uh, so what does mission look like? And we're going to unpack that a wee bit this morning. Can we do that? The first thing I want to look at is, is a story found in Philemon. And uh, you may see it on the screen behind me. And, uh, but there's, there's a story here. Let me just paraphrase it so we don't have to read it through because there's a whole lot of verses, as you can see. Uh, but in the story, you've got the character here in verse 9, Omnisimus. He's a, he's a young man that was in prison. He was a slave that escaped, and uh, he was a Philemon's slave. He escaped uh, from, from Philemon. Well, not escaped, but he, he, tradition tells us that he was a thief. He stole something, and he ran, and he got caught and found himself now in prison. And, uh, and while he's in prison, he finds himself you know, connecting with the Apostle Paul, who was also in prison. And the Apostle Paul leads him to the Lord. He gets saved. Now, in this letter to Philemon, Paul is telling Philemon the testimony of Omnisimus. And he says to Philemon, this dude used to be unprofitable to you. He was, and this, that's what the King James says, but the NIV says he was useless to you. He was useless to you because he didn't do what you want him to do. And in the end, he ran. And, but I want to tell you now that he's found Christ Jesus. He is now profitable to you. And in this letter, he's saying to Philemon, I want you to receive him back now, not as a slave, but as a son, because he is my spiritual son. I, 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 I've seen him. I, I was privileged to lead him to the Lord. I, I've been the one that has, that has groomed him and discipled him, and he's now ready to add value back to you, and I want you to receive him. And uh, when we read some of the other letters, we find that Omnisimus is, uh, uh, is sent out by Apostle Paul as a, an apostolic authority to go and minister to churches. And, uh, and, and this is the thing that I love about this, because Omnisimus, his name means profitable. And, uh, but his lifestyle prior to finding Christ was useless. He wasn't adding value to anyone except to himself. But when he found Jesus, he found meaning, he found purpose, and he found a, 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 a sense of call, a, a sense of mission in his heart to become profitable for the kingdom of God. And I want to tell you here this morning that uh, each one of us here, 
no matter what our background is, no matter what our, what our history tells other people, it, it means nothing. It doesn't dictate your future. Jesus, when he comes into your life, he transforms you. You know, because we are new creations, the Bible says. When we get saved, we are new. We are new people. We are transformed by the power of God. And, uh, and, we, and, and we get transformed. There's, there's, there's significance that's released in our lives. There's, there's purpose. There's destiny. There's, there's reason for living that is, that is activated in our lives. And we become uh, people that, that God has anointed and called uh, for purpose. And here in this story of Omnisimus, he may have had a hopeless background, a hopeless uh, history, but now he's living in apostolic authority sent out uh, by the church to go and do stuff for the kingdom of God. I love uh, John Wesley. I love reading the history of uh, some of the old revivalists. One of the prayers that John Wesley used to pray is, Lord, let me not live to be useless. Lord, let me not live to be useless. And, uh, and his, his desire was to be a person of significance. I, I know this about each, every soul, every individual. There's a desire within our hearts to be a person or be a people of significance. We all want to be, uh, be ones that, are, that add value to the world around us. None of us want to be uh, left in the corner and, and, and amount to nothing. And the enemy might try and sell us a lie. The enemy might try and bind us and trap us into a, into a box of thinking that's exactly where we're going to be. But Jesus is the box breaker. He breaks us out of that space so that we can understand that not only do, do we just have a thought of, being, of living a life of significance, we can actually live a life of significance. And uh, I just want to really, you know, in the whole year of mission, mission brings significance. You know, when you realize that, that you have a part to play, when you realize that you, you are called to, uh, to, to contribute to the bigger picture and uh, that, that without you stepping into that space, then there's going to be a void. Uh, it makes you realize that, wow, I've got to arise and, and, and step out into a life of obedience to be able to fulfill uh, the destiny that God's called each one of us to. Because no one else can do what you're called to do. No one else can do it. You are called for that place, that purpose. You know, we, the, the enemy, you know, he's... Man, he, he, he likes to whisper in our ears that someone else can do it. He likes to whisper in our ears that you are of no significance. He likes to whisper in our ears that, that someone else can fill that gap. He likes to, you know, sell a lie that we, we have nothing, no part to play. But the Bible tells us clearly that we are called to do good works. We are called to do it. We are, we are created. Now, in Ephesians 2.10, we are created to do good works. Even before the foundations of the earth, God had a plan for your life. You know, when we read the Bible, the Bible tells us and encourages us that we are, we, 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 we're on planet Earth. We carry a hope in our hearts. You know, there's a future that we are to outwalk. There's a, there's a plan for our lives. We, we're not here just to, you know, to fill a gap or, to, or just to coast to, to wherever. We are here for purpose. And that purpose is found in Christ Jesus. And, and when we find freedom in Jesus, as we, as we heard last week, as we, as we understood the call to pursue Jesus, that out of that space of finding Christ and falling in love with Him, we then you know, carry uh, the, 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 the sense and the understanding and the revelation that, wow, now that I've freely received something in Christ, I've got to now start giving it out. I've got to start now contributing. I've got to start now uh, becoming a partner and extending the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us in Romans that, that we are the body of Christ, that we all are members of a body. You know, the foot can't say to the hand, you have no need of me. You know, the eye can't say to the ear, you know, I can do this without you. We are all have a part to play. 
You know, when we think of the call, you know, we, we automatically think the call is for the preacher on the stage. The call is for the pastor who leads the church. But no, no, the call is for each of us to contribute to the body. Because I might be a mouthpiece, but I can't be a mouthpiece without, without having, you know, some feet that can carry me into a place of a position so I can declare the Word of God. And, and that, that requires many different parts to be able to come into play. They'll help see the release of the gospel. We're all part and parcel of seeing that happen. You know, what you've been able to do today in creating this environment as a church took many people, many members of the body to be able to accomplish this. And this is just for a Sunday. You know, we are called to be church 24-7 and there's many different aspects of the expression that we carry in order to see, you know, the, the world one for Christ. You know, some of you are called to be teachers. Others are called to be accountants. Mums are called to bring up their children. And all of that is a, is a call of God. When you, you know, it's just getting that perspective that what you do is, 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 is part of the bigger picture, that it has, a, has, a, has eternity attached to it. You know, it has eternity attached to it. And then when you realize that you're, when you're sowing into your kids or you're sowing into, into the, uh, the place that you're working and you're going there, uh, understanding that you're there as a missionary, you're there as a, as, a, as, a, as a representative, an ambassador of heaven, when you understand that and you, and you, and you go with that purpose, uh, you'll realize that, that, wow, I can make a difference. I mean, yesterday I had the privilege to be able to do a, a prophetic workshop with the, the guys in Low Art and uh, just teaching them how to hear the voice of God and to operate prophetically. And, and, uh, and they all, you know, by the end of the, session, uh, the, the workshop, were able to uh, hear the Word of God and, and then even hear the Word of God on behalf of somebody else. And they came and they prophesied over uh, others that were, that were in the room. And uh, I was able to help them understand that, that the same way that you ask for God to speak to you for, on behalf of this person here in the church context, you can do that in your workplace, you can, before you go to work, just, just say, God, I, I'm working with, with old Fred, and, and uh, Lord, he's, 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 he's feeling, you know, he's going through a hard time in his marriage, things are going down, what can I say to encourage him, Lord, what's a, what's a, what's a word that I can do to bless, and when, and when you think uh, missional, when you think kingdom, when you think eternity, and you, and you go into, the, into your workplace, your everyday living, now, mission, being a missionary is not, not you know, it's, it's not just, you know, dropping everything, picking up the Bible and going overseas. It's just, it's take because the Word became flesh. You know, the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And now God's asking us to become the Word for others. That our flesh takes us into places where we can speak the Word of God and that we can share with others now, uh, words of encouragement. And I want, you, I want us to understand that here today, that in order to see the church expand and grow, we've got to have a shift in our thinking that, that church is not just a, a Sunday attendance deal. Uh, church and, and being the church, uh, and the church is not a building, it's not a space, it's you and I. We're the church, and uh, we're called to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And uh, you need to understand, uh, many Christians are sitting in church on Sunday waiting for God to, to, uh, to do something. And they think that God goes with the flow, but no, God flows with the go. God flows with the go. You know, when God speaks and says, come on, reach out, touch somebody, speak encouragement to that person. When God tells you to pray for that one or do that one, you know, we don't sit back and go, oh God, I need to, when I feel the anointing, I'll go, no, no, you go and be obedient to what he says, reach out, touch somebody, and then the anointing will begin to flow and you see the supernatural power of God. God flows with the go. If anything in this, in this message, uh, write that down. 
Tweak that. Let everyone know. God flows with a go. Get in your spirit. That when you start allowing your mind to think missional, to think that you're here to touch lives, each one of us are called for significance, and that significance is seen in the reproduction of what God's doing in us and other people. You know, I've been in ministry for a number of years now, and I've seen, you know, I've had the privilege of being able to raise funds, see buildings established. I've been able to, uh, and, and, and I've had the privilege of, of seeing uh, particular things done, and that's all good, but, but the, really the, the fruit and the, and, the, and the honor and the significance is not found in the buildings, it's found in people being reproduced, it's found in people getting saved, it's found in people finding purpose. And uh, I want us to understand that here today, that, that significance is not found in a title. Significance is not found, found in, 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 uh, in trophies or accolades or all of those things. Significance is found when we see somebody that God's used us to touch, and they're now succeeding and excelling in God's purpose. That is significance. And when a mom is speaking to their kids and training them in the way in which the Lord uh, wants them to go, or fathers are training up their sons to do what they're called to do, that is significance. Don't take that away from you. That, that is absolute significance. When we reach out to our friends and, and in a moment of need, put our arm around them and cheer them on and say, come on, man, you can get there. You can get through this trial. You can make it, brother. You can get there. When we do that, that is significance. We can reach out to somebody who's broken, who's hurting, who doesn't know Christ, and we touch them, and we just give them something to eat, or we reach out and embrace them. That is significance. That is missional. That is what it means to, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, when we go, God flows with a go, and, and these signs follow us, the Bible says in Matthew 28. That uh, you shall lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You'll speak in new tongues. Our language is different. Our language is different. And we can shandabudai, shandibandi, whatever. Tongues is tongues. But let's, let's narrow it right down to simplicity. Our language is different. When these signs follow, we think differently, we speak differently. You know, we have a different language. When we lay hands on the sick, I'm into laying hands on people who are. Who are, who, are, who are ill, who are, who are sick, who are, who are deaf, who are blind, who are mute, who are, who, oh, that, that healing, yes, but it's holistic healing, seeing people set free in the way that they think, seeing people set free and, and from the oppression of darkness. Come on, let's think broad, let's think wide, let's think holistically. I mean, all of that, these signs follow. You know, you know what you believe is seen and what follows your life. If you, you know, people say, oh, I believe in healthy heat, eating, but you know, you look at people and tell they don't believe in healthy eating by the way they look, you know? I believe in healthy eating. You know, uh, yeah, right. I believe in running. Uh, uh, and, but I want us to understand something. Come on, let's, let's step out. Let's take on the understanding and the reality in our, in, in, in our life that, that, that we are called to step out and, uh, and, and, and touch lives. And, and in the stepping out and just doing the basics, man. You know, uh, you know, being a, going out and preaching the word is no, no. It's, it's not just standing on the corner on a soapbox preaching. It's just living life, reaching out, touching lives, touching lives. I, I know this is a simplistic message, but we just got to get the simplistic message right. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, it's it's just doing it. It's just hearing God and being obedient and just simply reaching out and doing it, touching lives. You know, Lord, let me not live a life that is useless. You know, we are not called to live useless lives. We're called to live lives that produce profit. You know, 
I mean, that's biblical. You know, the power of the talents. The wicked servant that was sent to darkness was the one that produced no interest in his life. He wasn't profitable. He was given a talent. He was given something that he was to use to produce profit in his life. He was used, and, and that's for us. Each one of us has been given an ability to reach out and touch lives. And the way to see profit is to actually put it into action and, and, and to begin to invest it. You know, as a church, we just want to continue to encourage people. Come on, be an investment. You know, this is a good place to belong. This is a good place to invest in. This is a good place to grow. And, uh, and uh, all it takes is, come on, let's, let's start putting our foot forward and uh, enter into the, into the mission that God's called us to. You know, we got, I mean, we've got a whole lot of overseas missions. You've heard that in our vision night about the various mission initiatives. Because overseas expression helps us see, you know, because you know, often when we're locked in in our locality, we get blinded to, to, the, to, to what the rea- reality is. But when we go outside of our context of our lives, we find ourselves uh, maybe in India or in Tonga or a different cultural environment where there's need and we're there to help fulfill purpose in those spaces, it helps us understand that, wow, we can do this at home or we, I, I need to see things differently. And, uh, you know, one of the big four that we are promoting as a church is get involved in a mission and uh, go on a short-term mission and uh, and uh, I want to encourage us, come on, make, make, make the investment in your life because it'll transform your life. It'll change you, you know, because so often, you know, we can't see the mission field in our own back door sometimes. It's not till we find ourselves in another space we realize, wow, I can do something significant. I'll just tell you a story about a, a friend of mine. I've got a friend in Invercargill. His name's Bob. He's uh, in his 70s now, but uh, he got saved in his 50s. And uh, he's a typical, not a, yeah, he's a typical Kiwi bloke. He was into beer, rugby, and racing. His uh, wife went to church uh, at our church in Invercargill, and uh, for years she prayed for herself. She got saved, and the rest of her family wasn't saved. And uh, her husband was, he was just, you know, she'll come to church or she'll go to a church meeting and, and he'll be down at the pub or he'll be at the rugby clubs or he'll be uh, at the races gambling their money away. You know, he was, a, he was a hard man. He was a truck driver and uh, all of those things. And, uh, but he got saved. God finally answered her prayers and he got saved. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 I, and I became good friends of, of his. He's, uh, he's, he's down to earth, man. He just says it as it is. And uh, he's a simple man. And if it sounds too, sounds too weird or out there, he'll just tell you, that, that sounds weird. You know? And, uh, and uh, unless, he can, unless the dots connect, he's not interested. And, uh, but anyway, he got, uh, he, got, he got challenged. Hey, you should go on a missions trip. You should uh, go to, with a team that's going to China, uh, to Hong Kong. They're going to smuggle Bibles into China. And, uh, and uh, he thought that'd be cool because he, he was into doing things that are a little bit, you know, uh, on edge. He thought smuggling Bibles sounds good. Hey, I'll, I'll give that a go. So he, he went with a team to smuggle Bibles and, and, uh, and they successfully uh, did what they had to do there. But it was really funny, man. Uh, while he was in uh, Hong Kong, he, uh, he got pickpocketed. He was walking across the crossing on one of the streets and he felt something. Someone touched his pocket and he felt, in the media he felt around and the, his wallet was gone. So he turned around, and he saw the guy he did it. He chased him down, and he knocked him down, and he was about to punch his, the lights out, his lights out, he's, and, he's, and, he, and then he held himself back and says, you're lucky I'm a Christian, brother. And he grabbed, he grabbed his wallet, 
But anyway, that's, that's, his, that's his personality. That's what he's like, right? But anyway, he, he then gets the bug to do you know, overseas missions. So the next year, he goes to India. And he goes along to India with the Indian team. And, uh, and instantly, as soon as he hit the ground, he just, for some reason, it's just the God deal, he just connected really well with the Indians. And, uh, and, he'd, and, he'd, and he's, he's a character. He just pays them out and gives them a hard time. He's a typical uh, Kiwi bloke that just mocks people, amen? And, uh, but he's there and he's having fun and what have you. But anyway, while he was here, he was thinking, how can he contribute in the mission? He's not a preacher, you know, none of those things. But uh, as he was there listening to the pastors talk about what they're doing, what they're up to. He hears them uh, over talk that they need, uh, they've got land, but they need buildings built, church buildings built. They said, if we can build a church, we can, if we can build a physical building, we can, we can easily build a church of people. Building, then people. And he'd worked it out that, that, that uh, in order for them to do that, all they needed to do was build a brick structure, have some steel trusses put across the top of that brick structure, and put a, uh, a roof over the top, and then you've got a building. It's simple, and there was no building uh, uh, permits or anything required. He thought, easy, sweet. So what he did was this. He taught the Indians how to make their own bricks. He says, he says all right, uh, this is what we'll do. We will make a mold, and he made a mold, got, got a mold for the, for the bricks, and he taught them how to make bricks, so they started making bricks. And because he's a... Uh, I mean, he was, a, he was a jack of all trades. He was able to weld and all that. And he, he, made, he jigged up a rig for the Indians and taught them how to weld their own trusses. And, uh, and in the end, he began to build church buildings and toilet blocks. Church buildings and toilet blocks. And, uh, and I, I went to India, it would have been, well, about four years ago. And, uh, and this time, he's been going every year for, for 10 years. And, uh, and he's built... He, He's, he's equipped uh, the Indians to build their own church buildings and their own toilet blocks, and he's and he's and he's trained up diesel mechanics because the other problem they're having is that they'll get given vehicles, but when they break down, they don't know how to fix them. So he taught diesel mechanics, and when he come back from India each year, he would he would raise up funds or he'll get secondhand tools, he'll get this, he'll get that, and he'll take them back with him. And this is how he raised funds. Because he was into racing in his past, he had friends, he had horse, horses. And uh, what he would do is he would get the manure from all his mates, fill up sacks of manure, and outside his house, and he was obviously in a, he wasn't, he wasn't in a residential area in, a city, in, in town, he was out on a farmlet, and in his, in his front gate of his, of his little farmlet, he would have manure for sale, $2 a bag. And, uh, and he sold that manure, and he raised enough money every year to be able to get across to India uh, to, to help mobilize the church. I went there four years ago, and I saw the buildings that he helped establish. And I, and I went to a village that, uh, in, in PR, uh, in, in North India, where only 10 years earlier, the first white man went to that village. Now, I'm serious, and the first white man was Bob. Bob went there with another pra- a preacher, another pastor, and, and, and th- in that particular village, it was the first time they ever had a white person visit that village. I couldn't believe it. And I was there now there 10 years later seeing the fruit. And this guy, you know, he, he, he never 
preached the gospel in the sense of standing on the stage, preached the gospel. He never, he, he never, you know, even led anyone to Christ. He just was part of the of the project of discipling people and equipping people in order to help build infrastructure for the kingdom to be extended into a nation. And I, I tell you this story because often when we think of missional work or missionary work or, or spreading the gospel, it's all about us preaching, preaching, preaching. Some of us are called to preach. Some of us are called to you know, do uh, just tasks that are, that, are, that, are good, that are good with their hands. But I want to I encourage you. you know, all of those things are valid, absolutely valid. Never allow the enemy to disqualify you of being, uh, being part of the mission that God's called you to because you're, you're maybe you know, not gifted to speak. You're not gifted to do this. But you're gifted to do something. And that something, that one thing, that, that thing that you carry as a passion in your heart can be a catalyst to see the kingdom of God extend. I want you to understand that. You know, and, 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 and don't, don't, you know, I mean, man, this guy, I mean, I, was, I mean, sacks of manure. He was so passionate about, about seeing the kingdom of God extended that he would get, you know, his hands dirty, filling sacks of manure to put out his gate because he knew if he sold that for two bucks, that would be just a, that would be a, 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 a ticket to get to the mission field. You know, and uh, I just want to challenge us here today. You know, God's called us to purpose. He's called us to mission. There are people in our city, there are people living next to us who don't know Christ. And we may not have perhaps the, the, the ability to, to uh, you know, articulate the gospel like maybe Pastor Jordan or even myself or maybe some others that you know that, that are really good with, with speaking. You know? But we may have the ability to bring the invite. We may have the ability to, to build a bridge that will help people inquire and ask the question. We may be, may be able to uh, be part of an e-group where we can contribute in some way to help that e-group be mobilized so someone who else who's in that group can speak the Word of God to a particular person. We may be part of a, of a, of a, of a bigger group of people that have fundraising ability uh, may be way up there because we are good with our hands, even if it is just scooping manure into a, into a sack. We can believe that we can contribute to seeing the kingdom of God extended. We've got to get in our hearts that the the lost are dying every day. But we have been called by God, empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and make a difference. Do not allow the devil to rob you of of the privilege of being part of a body of believers that are equipped and called to make a difference in a city. In Jesus' name, you're called for significance. You're like Omnisimus. Maybe your, your life, you know, it was a life of, you know, it seemed of no significance. Maybe you thought yourself or others thought you to be useless. But I gotta tell you, find Jesus. And when you find Jesus, you find yourself. You find purpose in Jesus' name. Amen? Let me pray for us. And uh, tonight we're going to have some fun. I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it, all right? And uh, I'm going to spit and splatter and, and perspirate and ah! have some fun. And I won't be able to, I won't have to run away, so I'll be able to, you know, just minister. I'm going to go for some healing tonight. I'm going to have some fun just uh, stepping into the space that I know that God's called me to step into. And uh, I want to encourage you, you know, like, like Pastor 
Pastor said, Pastor Jordan said that, you know, if you haven't come out to a night service or haven't come out to a Clippers One in a while, make an effort tonight. Bring a friend. It's part of being missional, you know. You know, you just bring a friend. Say, come on, mate. We're going to check out church. How about you come? Bring someone along. Don't go in an empty car. Put someone in it. And, uh, and, and go and, and, uh, and just be part of the, of the, of the be profitable. Amen? Amen? I, I don't want to say that if you stay at home, you're useless. No, I just want to say, come on, come, be profitable. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this phenomenal congregation of people. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you've called this, this place, this church, this body of people, Lord God, to be incredibly profitable. And Father, I know that, Lord God, that they've labored hard, Lord God, to get to this far. And Lord God, on the journey, they've seen, Lord God, the ones and twos, uh, Lord God, come and be established into this house, come and get saved and be established into the, into, into the purpose that this house represents. But Lord God, I see that this place is going to be a place where not only the ones and twos, Lord God, it's a place where the tens, the twenties, the thirties, Lord God, even the hundreds are going to come in, in Jesus' name. Father, I see families coming to Christ. I'm talking about, Lord God, whole families. I see it. I see mum and dad and the kids. I see, Lord God, blended families. I see extended whanau coming to this place, all coming in on a Sunday. And, they, and they, you're going to hear this, guys. You're going to hear people say, uh, we woke up this morning and uh, we felt we needed to come to church and a whole family will walk through the door and they're going to come and they're going to find a connection. They're going to be established in this place. I see God bringing them in. Families. Families in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray, Lord God, Lord God, as the, these guys step into a harvest season, a harvest season, that Lord God, that, that this place will explode. Not so that we can glory in a house that's just full, but Lord God, that we can glory in the fact that this is a house that is sending people out. Lord God, going to cities, going to nations, going, Lord God, being like Bob. Lord God, capturing something in their hearts and going and taking it, Lord God, to a world that is in need of a Savior. Father, I pray today, Lord God, every lie that's been established in minds that's tried to lock people into a place of thinking that they are useless, that they're hopeless, that they're no good, they don't have anything to contribute. I break the power of that lie in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I loose your people, Lord God, to a place of greater expression, of greater thinking, of knowing, Lord God, that they are called by you to contribute in a significant way. Significance, I blow upon it. I command that seed to begin to sprout. Lord God, that seed of destiny, that seed of purpose, that seed, Lord God, of, uh, of Lord God, of, of, of honor. Lord God, I command it to, uh, to shoot forth, Lord God, where it's dormant in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord God. 